welcome to another edition of the Niners Nation podcast. I have a special guest today, Vernon Davis, who will be on Dancing with the Stars starting this Monday. Be sure to check that out. Vernon, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just uh, just taking it one day at a time and enjoying this beautiful L.A. weather and rehearsals with Dancing with the Stars. That's, that is amazing that that's what you're doing. Okay, five years ago, mm. if I want to tell you, you were going to be doing Dancing with the Stars, what is your answer? I would look at you and tell you you're crazy. I don't yeah. know how to think. <laughs> what's, it, what's it been like? What is, what's the difference between training with Dancing with the Stars as opposed to getting ready for a regular season game? You know what is, is there's actually some similarities there, you know, because it's like, it's just the thought process behind all of it, right? Yeah, it's just when you're Monday through, Monday through, no, Tuesday, actually. So we'll come in Monday, I just say Monday through Saturday, right? You're, pre you're preparing, you're getting ready for your big performance. And just like with Dancing with the Stars, I feel the same way I did when I was playing football. It's those feelings and those thoughts and the dedication to the craft is that you feel the same way. You feel like you're getting prepared for a big moment. And that's what I feel, that's what I've been feeling during my time here in LA. Let's, let's take it back to your football career. So looking back, do you have a favorite moment in your NFL career? Mm -hmm. I do have a favorite moment in my NFL career. And that was the first year we made it to the playoffs. And some of you may, some of the, some of you um, may know, and then there's some that may not know about that game we had against the New Orleans Saints. We, we came back from behind and, and we beat them with seconds left on the clock. That was an iconic moment uh, for me and my teammates and something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Do you feel like that game against the Saints kind of put you yourself on the map or do you, do you think that you're already there nationally? I felt like that, that game against the Saints was a pivotal moment for me in my career because of the play and how it was made, right? Alex Smith threw the ball, I caught it, seconds left on the clock. If I had I not caught that pass, then we would have lost that game. So it was, it was, it was a moment that made everyone happy. Everyone, in the, every one of the San Francisco 49er fans were in that stadium or either watching on TV. And it was a, it was a great moment for them because it was something we, everyone's, everyone had been waiting for. And to be able to pull it off was like, wow, we did it. We actually did it. And we're advancing. We're going to the NFC championship game and possibly the Super Bowl. But that year we didn't end up making it. That clip, those reels are still played to this day and they're probably going to be played for the next decade. It's, it's a memorable moment. And speaking of Alex Smith, He's he's back on the field this year, and we don't know if he's going to play. We don't know how much he's going to play. Are you still in contact with him? Like, is there any relationship still there with Alex Smith? You know, the last time I saw Alex Smith was the last day I was at Redskins Park. Um, I still have his number. You know, I reach out to him from time to time to check in on him, see how he's doing because he's he's my guy. He's been with me since the beginning of time, and to see everything that he had to go through throughout his career is truly amazing, very inspiring for anyone. Um, if you know his story, he's just a warrior. He's everything that you want. And uh, not just a football player, but in life, a person. Yeah, you would think as a human, like perseverance is who Alex Smith is because he's had a battle through so many things and he just keeps fighting back, fighting back. And yeah. he just, he's just not stopping. It's, it's pretty amazing to watch. So you rocked 85 in San Francisco. There is another 85 in San Francisco, and he's been doing amazing. So how do you, how's it feel to see somebody wearing your number and doing, playing so well? And have you had any contact with George Kittle? 
Um, yeah, George Kittle is one of the most impressive tight ends I've seen in a long time. He can do it all. He can block. He can catch passes. He can run. He can run routes. And from what I hear, he's a stand-up guy. You know, we I talked to him a few times, but I never really had an opportunity to meet him. But I'm sure we'll cross paths later on down the road. He's just an impressive talent, and it's, it's an honor to be able to uh, watch him and have him play for the 49ers. Do you still root for the 49ers? I do. I do. I'll, I'll always have red and gold in my heart. You know, I'll never, uh, I'll never forget that team, that organization, and I'll always remember all the plays that I was able to make with such a special team that I played with during that time. That's going to be music to a lot of people's ears. So that's good to hear. And obviously, you don't want to really talk about too much of the negative, but Kittle just lost the Super Bowl. You have experienced that. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to continue to grind and continue to get back to the goal, knowing that, you know, it's very tough to do? Yeah, a lot of guys go years and years and they never really have an opportunity to make it that far, advance into the playoffs or even uh, playing a championship game like the Super Bowl. So to have that experience is truly amazing. I mean, it's something I'll never – I wouldn't trade for anything because I, I know how special it is and how much it means not just to me but to my former teammates, the organizations that I played for, as well as my family, to even watch me out there. It's just uh, something I can always share with them, and I'll take it with me, and I won't look back. One of the biggest talking points has been the Super Bowl hangover for this year's 49ers. locker room like for you, did some of the players think that it would be kind of, you know – Easy breezy, you'd be able to get back to the Super Bowl. Or what was the feeling in locker room like? Yeah, uh, after the game, you mean? Like that offseason, because this offseason, we've all heard about the Super Bowl hangover. And I'm just trying to take it back to what it was like for you as a player leading up to that offseason. Well, it's different for everyone. I can, there's probably a handful of guys who, who had that, um, <clears throat> who had a chip on their shoulders like, hey, we got to get back. We got to do it again. Whether you, whether you lose or win the game, it's still that, it's still that same desire, that same feeling. Then there's some guys who's like, who, who are probably like, you know, we made it. Yeah, I'm going to just like, we're going to get there again. It's going to happen. You know, it's just, it's just two sides to it. You know what I mean? You can, you can either keep that edge or you can get comfortable, right? And unfortunately, that's just how it goes. It's just human nature, right? So I, I feel like our locker room was like that. And I can probably, you can, you can bet on it that every locker room would probably be like that. No, absolutely, and that and that's a good point. And I kind of want to tie it into this year's team. So, what are some of the challenges you think like this specific 49ers team faces to get back to the Super Bowl? Because that's the ultimate goal. I think the biggest challenge for the this year's San Francisco 49ers team is to just just being able to keep that same momentum they have, right, and take the new faces, the new players like Jordan Reed, and incorporate them into the system, right? I mean, they have a tremendous talent in Jordan Reed. He's one of the best tight ends in the NFL right beside George Kittle, right? He's, he's talented. He just hasn't had the opportunity to show consistency. Once he has that opportunity, he'll, he'll take it and run with it. You, 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 you better believe that. You'll have two tight ends, two of the best tight ends in the NFL on the same team, which is unprecedented and which will, will be a great moment for the organization. But everything happens at the right time in due time. So um, I, I say for that team, they have to really make sure that they're focused, they're channeling, that same energy that they had from last year and bringing it, bringing it into this year's performance and which I know they can do because they have such a talented roster. So it was all up to them to kind of put it out there and just, just keep that momentum going.
And speaking of talented rosters and speaking of in due time, you were in a Super Bowl in 2015 with the Broncos. You were traded midseason. How was that bizarre at all just to be traded? And what were what kind of were your expectations playing? Yeah. Yeah, being traded, well, it was two sides. Being traded is probably in the middle of a of a season is probably the most most intricate place you could be as a player, right? And that's in that space. And I say that because you have to learn a new system and you don't have much time. If you think the window to learn the playbook and learn it like you own it is between what March, April, April, all the way up until the season starts, which is in September, right? So you have months to learn a playbook and focus. You have ample amount of time to really get it in and retain that information, right? But when you're getting traded, they're expecting you to play that next week or or the week after. So there's a lot going on there, right? You, you're trying to find a new place. You have your family. You, you, you're picking up things and you're just moving right away. And then you're trying to learn an advanced playbook. Imagine having to learn, having to learn a playbook that Tom Brady or Peyton Manning is associated with, right? So that was the that was the caveat for me. It was just it was so tough to get down all that information, like I wanted to own it. You know what I mean? Having it to the point where I could say I actually own this information. I I know it like the back of my hand. It was hard. It was tough. And I, you know, I applaud any player that can leave midseason like that and and take in a playbook that's really advanced from an offensive or defensive side of the ball because it's extremely difficult to do. Yeah, I couldn't imagine just playing with Peyton yeah. Manning. You know he's going to have like 37 different checks for one play, so you have to, you have to own it. So mm-hmm. going back to Dancing with the Stars, speaking of preparing for a playbook, what's the difference of preparing for a playbook and preparing for a dance routine? Like how, how difficult has it been for you? Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been extremely uh, challenging uh, because it's just like anything else. It's the world of dancing is a little foreign to me. And I say that because I never had a dancing, a dance instructor. I never did anything that had to come with dancing. If you ask any of my former teammates, they'll tell me, have you, can Vernon dance? They're like, no, he has no rhythm. He's too stiff. <laughs> that would be me. So I'm always going with the jump shot, right? It's easier, right? <laughs> so just learning the new, the mechanics of dancing and uh, having to learn them fast has been the biggest challenge. But like anything, if you put the time and energy into it and you just do it on a daily basis and, and you, you think of it, it's constantly on your mind and you can see see yourself through visualization actually in each routine or each uh, in each sector of the dances that you have. Because there's, there's sections, they come in sections when they give them to you, right? You work on the first half, you work on the second half, the third half, and then the, the fourth half of the dance, right? Um so it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see that. But like, you just have to look, really stay on top of it to make sure that you can really get the details of, of the movement. I imagine it's a challenge that you accept, right? Like this is different, but it's something that you probably want to conquer now that you're all the way in it, right? Yeah, I would love to conquer it. Like I said, you, you, you either do it or you don't. You put your all. To me, I feel like if I'm doing something, I want to put my all into it. I'm going to get my very best each and every time I'm out there because it's, it's the only way to go. I mean, you only live once. So take full advantage of every opportunity you get and be grateful for it because you don't have to be there. Right. So just, you know, be, you know, let it be an honor to be in that position and uh, have fun, enjoy yourself. You know, it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing. I imagine it's easier for you just because once coming out of the draft, coming into the NFL, you were one of the best athletes and still, probably hold a ton of records for the tight end. So you ran a 4-3-8. You 
-hmm. today, what would you run the 40? I could probably get a 4-3, 4-3, 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, I can still do it. Vernon Davis will run a 4-4 four, four right now. You know what? We need to have a – what we need to do, we need to create between you and I or the network, let's create – like a show where we have guys, former guys come back and run the 40 yard dash. We'll show them, we'll show them training. We'll show the whole training process right behind the scenes and, and then leading up to the actual performance. Right. Do you know how many people would watch that? I do. We'll call it, we'll call it the, the, the compound, the combine 4.0 or something like that. Right. <laughs> like what are we waiting for? Let's Dude, let's do it. Let's put it together. When we get off of this, off, off this conversation, let's put it together. I'm all about it. We're doing okay. So before we get out of here, I need first of all, I need a 49ers season record prediction first. 49ers season record prediction. I'm predicting that the 49ers will go 16 games. There will be 13. Ah, uh, no, uh, 13 and three. Okay. So how far do they make it? Did they win it all, or what happens? I think they'll win it all this year. Okay, I like that. I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying they're going to win it all. I mean, they they already have two of the best tight ends in the game right now, and Jordan Reed and George Kittle. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Do you have confidence that Jordan Reed plays the full season? Oh, yeah. I have, very, I have tons of confidence that he'll he'll play a full season. If, if I know Jordan Reed, I know he's he's going to come back strong, as he always does. He's a warrior. He's a competitor. He's I learned a lot from him. He's younger than me. I learned a, learned a lot from when it comes to running routes. Sure. All right, last one. So the 49ers face the Cardinals this week. I'm going to put you on the spot. Give me a game prediction of what you think will happen this week. Let's see. They score They score touchdowns and make all – let's say – I'll say they'll make all of their, uh, their field goals. So let's say 21 to 6. Oh, yeah. Defense shuts them down? Defense shut them down. They scored, but they missed the field goal. MVP of the first game. Out of all the teams, right? Uh, so, for the 49ers. Like oh, for the 49ers. 49ers. Oh, so I give MVP, I'll give MVP to Trent Williams. Oh, he's a monster. Man. He is a monster. Monster. So, did you get a chance to play with Trent Williams? Oh, yeah. I played with him for four seasons. And he, so... I got to see him live in training camp and yeah. I don't know. So you hear about him, you hear about these things that he can do, but just seeing him in person, like the athlete that he is, the strength that he has, he made like Nick Bosa is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. And he made Bosa look like a rookie that just doesn't have a chance. And I've never seen anybody do that to Bosa. And I think that is the biggest compliment because that dude is insane. man. Oh, insane. He's insane. I, I remember, I remember when we had Sean McVay, Sean McVay used to put in uh, passing plates for him. Like trying to release from the line and run up the sideline and catch the ball. He was, it was incredible. It was fun to watch. I've never seen it, an offensive lineman move the way he moved. And in practice, he never lost a match. That is so amazing. Well, I want to thank, I want to thank you for joining us. This is great. If you think that you're out off the hook yet, you are not because we have some talking to do after this. But I want to thank you again, man. And Vernon Davis, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was great. Vernon was probably one of my favorite guests that we've ever had on this show. Hopefully we're going to have him on again. You are out of your mind if you think that we are not going to put pressure on him for that 40-yard show. And be sure to check in again on ABC this Monday, Dancing with the Stars, Vernon Davis.